When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. Welcome in. We've got Harvey and Joe producing the show. Gentlemen, I am back. I was off last weekend. I was down in Florida visiting Mama Mimi. So, uh, missed you two dudes. How you guys doing? Doing well. How's Mama Mimi doing? Oh, she's great. Feisty as ever. There's. Did you hear this? There's a black bear down in her neighborhood. This is, this is national news. I was thinking about getting her on the show because she's always a hoot. Don't even know. I, and, and of course, I always tell you guys, make sure you got your finger on the dump button because uh, she's got the mouth of a trailer of, of, of a sailor uh, or I was going to say something else, but it's a family show. Um, but there's apparently there's a big black bear in her neighborhood. Right, have you guys seen this? It's like this is national news. Exactly. I have not seen this. Yeah. So uh, there's a big black bear in her neighborhood. Uh, apparently this morning she called me. She's like helicopters everywhere. I think that they're trying to. Uh, get it with a tranquilizer so that they can move it out of her neighborhood and back to where the bear. I, I don't know. Like I didn't even I didn't even know there were bears in Florida. To be quite honest, did you even know there's bears in Florida? No, and I guess you can add that to Florida Man Fridays. You know, I, alligators are there driving you go. cars now. I guess the black bear might be you know heading on down to Key West or something. So uh, Mama Mimi making national news uh, this morning with a black bear in the neighborhood. Everybody's scared. Nobody's going outside. Everybody's keeping their dogs inside, their pets inside. Everybody's scared. Who knew there were bears in Florida? But nonetheless, uh, Mama Mimi's great. Was down there, played a little pickleball while I was down there. Played a little. um, Have you guys ever played um, Mexican train game dominoes? Yes, I have. Love it. No, you have yes, not. Have. You stop it, Joe, right now. It's it's a Leo family household staple. I love stop. it. Stop. Love it. I'm addicted. Now, do you play with the, I am addicted. Do you play I, with I the am... number dominoes or the dots? The dots. Okay. My family yeah. doesn't like the dots because they don't like the count. Who, but what do you mean? Who you can plays get, with number dots? What is that? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, you, there there are Mexican train sets that have uh, that have the numbers on them instead of the dots. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you got. I mean, come on, you got at least to be somewhat old school when you got the word dominoes in the game. So yeah, I played a little pickleball, a lot of Mexican um, train game dominoes. I had a, had a great time. Di- time down there with mama mimi but um i'm back spent the last two days filling in with uh for alan han with bart scott by the way gentlemen i was in the studio on thursday my first time in the studio since covid yeah rodney was telling me about that apparently you and uh i I was listening to a little bit after rodney told me i was a little bit busy on that day that you were hosting but you sounded good playing off each other well yeah well so bart and i go way back um, I've known Bart Scott. So I lived in Baltimore for four years when Bart was a backup linebacker. Wasn't even a starter. Bart was special teams. My favorite Bart, my, this is my favorite Bart Scott story. So it was training camp. And this is when like, this is when the NFL was like real football, right? Uh, when, when Harbaugh took over 
the the Ravens during training camp, they had two a day all pad hitting, like real men's football tackle. None of this touch crap that's out there right now, which I think is a big reason why the first three to four weeks of the NFL season actually sucks. So I'm on. I, I, I'm I'm at a camp. I'm out at a camp. I'm I'm covering training camp for the Baltimore Ravens. And Bart Scott is out there. And Willis McGahee is the starting running back. This is when they had first drafted Ray Rice. Ray Rice wasn't starting yet. Willis McGahee was starting. And Willis McGahee gets the ball. I don't know. Maybe he goes to the one, the zero hole. I don't know. And Bart Scott's out there. And Bart Scott levels him. I look down on my, my shoe. I was wearing these white, pretty white sneakers. And I've got blood all over my shoe. And there's a tooth sitting on my shoe. It was Willis McGahee's tooth who was dislodged from his mouth because of the hit that Bart Scott took on him and it landed on my shoe. So I walked over to Chad Steele, um, who's Sage Steele's brother. Of course, we see her all over ESPN. So Chad Steele, her brother, is, is the head PR guy for the Ravens. And I said, Chad, I said, you might want to give this back to Willis and I lifted up my foot. He grabbed it off my shoe. I said, can I have a wipey, please? It wiped off all the blood. But yeah, it's my favorite Bart Scott story. Uh, needless to say, he started from there on out. So uh, so Bart and I go way back. Um, love Bart Scott. Loved my past two days filling in for Alan Hahn. It was awesome. And, um, and I'll be back with him on Monday and Tuesday, which will be great. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk a lot about the Yankees. Unfortunately, as we know, they lose to the Colorado Rockies last night, 7-2. Radon, four runs, five innings, and gave up, had six strikeouts, two walks. Not a phenomenal performance, but let's keep in mind, this is only his second start. He did say that he felt really strong and really good out there, even though the end result was was nothing to write home about. Uh, Stanton had a two-run home run. Uh, do you want to give credit to Sean Casey, the new hitting coach? Uh, not so fast. I, I think it's going to be a hot second. I think it's going to be a minute. I think we're going to need to let this develop, see how this plays out. I, you know, I'm, I would imagine that there's some Yankee fans out there that are looking for a quick fix, an immediate impact in regard to the the Yankees' uh, lineup. But I think that's wishful thinking. Uh, but don't hear it from me. Let's hear it from Ben Ruda. Ben Ruda is a former Yankee player spent the majority of his time in the minor leagues with the Yankees, and that's why it's really important. I thought it'd be great to have him on the program because he's got some really good insight on the firing of Lawson and the hiring of Sean Casey and how this could affect and help the Yankees' organization moving forward, not just for the remainder of the season, but for years to come. So really excited to get Ben Ruda on, on, on the program with us. And that's going to be appointment radio for all you Yankee fans out there. He's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. He'll be joining us around 1230 this afternoon. So a lot of Yankees talk. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Mets, they lose to the Dodgers 6-0. Um, unbelievable one-hitter performance uh, from the Dodgers. What do you do about that? Verlander went a little over four innings. Um, he was hitless in four innings, uh, but gave up six walks. And then, of course, the bullpen came in, and uh, there goes that deal. So, unfortunately, the Mets lose. They're sitting at 42-49. and 49. Now they're 19 and a half games back behind Atlanta, who won 
yesterday convincingly. What was that score? 6-0, something like that. I, I did have Atlanta on the run line last night. So uh, I, I did win some money there. Uh, but very disappointing loss for the Yankees as well. Now they are tied for, lo- for, for last in the American League East with the Boston Red Sox at 49-43. and 43. They are now eight and a half games back to the Rays, who are sitting there at 58-35. and 35. The Orioles are second. The Blue Jays are third. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's wishful thinking to think that this Yankees team will win the American League East. What's hold on one second? I, I actually I, I called this up because Bart and I talked about this yesterday. The Brainiacs up in Bristol came out with their second half season predictions. So the Yankees are predicted to win anywhere between eighty six to eighty seven games. They have a one percent chance of winning the division. They have a 1% chance of winning the championship, but they do have a 41% chance of making it to the playoffs. And that was yesterday, of course, before their loss to the Colorado Rockies. Just FYI. The Mets have a 0% chance of winning the division, a 0% chance of winning the championship, and only a 7% chance of making it to the playoffs. That's it. 7% chance of making it to the playoffs. I think it's going to be really interesting as we get closer to the trade deadline. We heard from Steve Cohen not too long ago, what two now guys, what two, three weeks ago. And he came out and he said, as you know, if if this team doesn't turn around and turn around soon, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, not cut off our nose despite our face and uh, make make the changes we need to make and, and possibly is it trading Verlander is it trading Max Scherzer I I think I think it is and I want to believe uh, Max Scherzer has got a no trade clause that I believe reports are he's willing to waive uh, depending of course what team that he potentially could be traded to so we'll see what happens uh, this is this is not going to be uh, an easy ride for the Mets because their first eleven games. Are, are pretty pretty difficult, right? They're they're starting off against the Dodgers. Like I said, they just lost, unfortunately, last night 6-0. Then they've got some games against Boston and the Yankees. Even though they're two teams that are cellar dwellers in their own division, one would argue that the American League East is the most competitive division in all of Major League Baseball. So there is that, right? Uh, I know we've got some callers who are lining up. Again, we're going to spend a good portion of the first hour talking about the Yankees and the Mets. We'll chime in on the Mets as well. Um, Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants, going to join us at the top of the next hour at 1 o'clock. Give us an update of what's going on with Saquon Barkley. A part of me thought that maybe we'd get some news. Typically, NFL NFL teams, the NFL, they like to break their news around 5 or 6 p.m. Eastern time. It's typically what they like to do. Um, I thought maybe we'd hear something about Saquon Barkley last night, uh, and we did not. So uh, that's at a standstill right now. And the Giants have until Monday at 4 o'clock to hopefully convince Saquon Barkley to sign whatever deal is on the table. So we will find out the latest with Jordan Renan at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, Julia Elbaba is going to join us at 1.30. The women's Wimbledon final was uh, decided earlier this morning. I know I'm going to butcher this name. Vondra... (laughs) Vondra Drasova, Vondra Sova. I, I hope did I really did I get it right? Oh no! Oh, you're just showing me love, Harvey. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you, Vondra Sova. I think I'm I think I'm pronouncing that. 
Um, the first unseated, get this, marinating this, the first unseated woman to win Wimbledon. How about that? Her husband stayed home to take care of their hairless cat, and she just had a baby in October. Uh, so, and she's filled with tats. That was really uh, the majority of the coverage that she got while she was at Wimbledon. Not anymore, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the scene. Uh, but you have the men's final tomorrow morning, bright and early at 9 a.m. So I thought it'd be great. We get uh, Julia on to give us a preview. Can Carlos upset the Joker? That's going to be appointment television for sure. So uh, we're going to get you ready for that. Joe Wiz is always joins us each and every Saturday in the two o'clock hour. And uh, Buster Olney was kind enough to join Bart Scott and I yesterday with some insight in regards to the Yankees. And can they possibly land Otani? Does Otani even want to come to the East Coast? Reports are that he could care less. Does that surprise you? We will dive into all that. So, like I said, I'm with you for the next three hours. We've got a great show lined up for you. 800-919-3776. Steve, uh, who's calling in from the car, you will be first up when we get back. Um, Yankees dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, Steve thinks it's their lineup troubles. We'll start with him next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Look, we got to be better. I mean, plain and simple. So I'm not worried about where we are. Like, it's all there in front of us, and we don't have to go on some incredible run. Like, we control it. Yeah, but we all know we got to play better than we're playing. And, you know, a little bit, we got, obviously got to get the offense going. We can, we can pitch, we can do a little bit of everything better. The good thing is we're in a position where it's in our control, but, you know, we got to, we got to go do it. And, you know, I think to a man, we all know we got to be a little bit better. Okay, so that's Aaron Boone. Do you guys feel that you hear the same thing every time? Like, like I truly believe that you could have taken that, that soundbite that Aaron Boone spoke to the media last night after their loss to Colorado, and you could have played the same clip three weeks ago. Don LaGurga came up with one of the great points he's ever made in his life when he said a while really? back that Don's great, that he says that, that it's like Aaron Boone is mansplaining baseball to you. You know, it's like how many times are we going to have to hear, you know, the bats, or, you know, the bats are going to wake up, it's going to happen eventually, you know, we got to get going. We hired this new hitting coach and standing his home run, but hey, that's all that happened. But but here's here's the thing, Harvey. Like 
Do you really think this hitting coach is going to make a big difference in one day or two days? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an entire organizational culture that has been instituted there. He has to go in and he has to change it all. And again, this is why appointment radio coming your way in eight minutes. Uh, this is why I booked Ben Ruda on the show. He was a part of the minor league system for a while. He knows it better than anyone. And the insight that he's going to share with us in eight minutes is, is going to be something that you will discuss with your Yankee friends. Late, either later on tonight, tomorrow, at the coffee pot, whatever. the what, what are the little pods that you put in that makes the coffee really quick? K-cups. There you go. The K-cup machine. Love those. I do. You know me. I'm, I'm Uber Eats with, with Starbucks. Um, whatever the case, he's going to share some insight. I think it's unrealistic for Yankee fans to think that, boom, you, you bring in somebody else. This, this, is, this, is about the, this is about the longevity. This is about the future of the farm system and being able to, to create some homegrown hitters because what they've been doing under Lawson was not working. 800-919-377. Let's go to Steve, who's calling in from the car. Steve, welcome in. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, the thing is, what you see is what you get with these Yankees. So I don't know why Boone keeps saying we got to get better. How can you get better when your four, five hitter through nine are all batting under 200? You got Harrison Bader batting cleanup with a legitimate home run hitter batting second. You got Donaldson, who they're dying to for him to hit some home runs so they can make that trade, that $50 million uh, deal that Cashman brought in. They're trying to make that deal look good. You got Kiner Fuller for batting six. You got, uh, what's his name, the shortstop now? I can't think of his name because I, I got Volpe. so aggravated after Volpe. four innings, I turned the TV off. But anyway, how is it? Even if Otani got here, it would still be those same six guys in the lineup. So I don't want to hear Otani. I don't want to hear uh, Soto. This team is rock bottom. They're the pits. Yeah, Steve. They're actually, and, and uh, my heart goes out to you. Uh, they're they're actually they are the pits in the American leagues. They're 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 tied with Boston now at forty nine and forty three, eight and a half games back to the Rays, Orioles, and the Blue Jays in front of them. Uh, this is a team that is 14 and 18 with no judge in the lineup since uh, July 3rd. And this is a team that's batting 219 without judge in the lineup. Uh, they have 12 games that they have only put up two games or less in that time frame since July 3rd that they have not had judge in the lineup. Now, here is the positive uh, D- Judge took some BP, he ran some bases with that toe. Um, his, his cleat is filled with, uh, and, and I, I had not once, but twice I had some professional, uh, foot doctors, some of the best in the world who practice here in New York city on the show with us. Uh, and they talked about a carbon fiber plate that more than likely, uh, an insole that the judge is going to have to play with. Um, hopefully if he does come back, whether it's, uh, by the end of this month, Maybe it's the end of July. Maybe it's the beginning of, beginning of August. We just don't know. The Yankees aren't telling us anything. 
Um, so, so there's that, but you know, at, at the end of the day, um, it, 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 it's, it's not a great situation for the Yankees, uh, but I, I will say, this, I will say this, at least a wild card, wild card opportunity is still on the table for the Yankees as opposed to the Mets, right? Um, and, and I'm, I'm really, really intrigued to see what happens with the Mets as we get closer to the trade deadline in August. Um, especially if they're not able to turn it around anytime soon, um, then what happens is, uh, is, is what we heard from Steve Cohen, the owner, that's listen, uh, let's just, let's marinate in that for a minute. You are the owner of a major league baseball team. You have put together a roster in the history of the of, of the NFL of the of Major League Baseball MLB, uh, the highest roster ever in the history of MLB. And and, and, and they're forty two and forty nine, and they're eighteen and a half games back to the leader of the clubhouse in their division. That's a really difficult pill to swallow. All right. When you're, when you're an owner who's got endless money and you feel like you've done everything possible and you've brought in the right people to get the job done and they're not getting it done. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. How's it going, Nina? How you doing? Um, well, for, um, first, I hope uh, Buck doesn't get fired. It's not his fault. Um, you got the team close last year. But would you say that my... And the Dodgers have a better chance of getting a hard time if the Angels decide to move on. I mean, they might as well try. I'm tired. The Dodgers are always uh, hailing about their prospects. Even when they make to the majors, they seem to let them go. It's just too many. If they're going to trade him like Corey Seager, then you might as well trade him, you know, for somebody like an Otani. It's a special player. Definitely got the MVP wrapped up. And I agree the judge should get that uh, surgery. Just get it over with. What are they waiting for? Well, I, I think, and, and Mitch, thanks for the phone call. A few things. Number one, I, I think he's he's hoping that he could come back and help this team at some point in time, at least get into the postseason as a wild card. Again, the Brainiacs up in Bristol, Connecticut, their uh, FPI, probability, whatever, formula, 41% that they do make it into the playoffs. So I think that's what they're waiting for. Um, I, I've got I've got a, a whole thing in, in regard to Otani, uh, you know. And, and again, I, I'm I'm going to play that interview for you with with Buster Olney a little bit later on the program around 2:30 this afternoon. He joined, he was kind enough to join me and, and Bart Scott yesterday, uh, talking about the Yankees, talking about the Mets, and talking about Otani. He feels Otani's uh, has has an opportunity to get to the Yankees. However. Here's the thing. It's really interesting. And if, if you've been listening to me for the past few weeks, you know, I just, we're, we are witnessing greatness here when it comes to Otani. Okay. I mean, just absolute otherworldly. He's an alien greatness. Possibly the best baseball player who's ever walked the planet. Better than Ted, better than Babe. The best. And nobody's watching. And we've had the conversation. 
Me, Harvey, Joe, you, we've had the conversation. Why? Why aren't people watching? Well, games don't start till 9.30, 10, 10.30 at night. He doesn't speak English. A, a, a multitude. He's, he's, he's not exciting. He's very vanilla. He's very boring. We've, we've had, we've taken, we've filled all the calls, all the reasons why nobody's paying attention to Otani. I think a big reason is because he's not here on the East Coast. Could you imagine Otani doing what he's doing in, a, in pinstripes in a Yankee uniform? let alone just on the East Coast. Maybe it's a Mets uniform. I think it would be all the difference. I think he could potentially save baseball. I don't know, I don't know if baseball feels they need to be saved. But ba- making baseball more exciting, more electric, more, like more people who, not people who aren't baseball enthusiasts to tune in. If he was to play over here on the East Coast, let alone a New York team. But Buster, Buster only says he doesn't care. And, and, and not in a negative way. He's just, he's just, he's cool in his lane. He's cool in his West Coast lane. So we could sit here and, and think and talk and, and wish and, and anticipate. But if the dude doesn't want to come here to the East Coast and he just wants to stay on the West Coast, and does that mean that he ends up with the Dodgers or the Giants? Here's another thing. Does the owner of the Angels want to go down as that owner? The same owner who we hear time and time again traded Babe Ruth? Probably not. He doesn't want to be that guy. You trade the best. At the end of the day, Otani could end up, which many people feel right now is the best player to ever grace the planet. As a baseball player, you want to trade that guy? But if he doesn't, he's pretty much cutting off his nose despite his face. Let's go to Mark. Mark, welcome in. Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I, I listen, you know, all day and hear everything, so I can't say anything that hasn't already been said about the Yankees. But after listening yesterday and uh, talking about the new hitting instructor and then the uh, one of the players saying that it was run like NASA, the analytics with the well, with the he's batting. that that yeah, player, I, that player, Mark, that player is coming on next, so stay tuned. Oh, we hung up on him. I apologize. We probably did because we're up against it, and I've gone long. Quick break. We come back. Ben Root is going to join us. You want you want you want to know? Can you handle the truth? What movie was that again, guys? With uh, um, with what's his name? Uh. Nicholson, Mick, Nicholas, right? Jack, right? Can you can you handle the truth? Uh, that's what's coming your way next. Ben Ruda, former Yankee, next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Ben Ruda joins us now. Uh, Thank you very much. Tiza Energy Nutrient Pouches. Uh, Really appreciate your time as always, Ben Ruda. Former Yankee player. uh, Spent 
a lot of time in the in the minors, had a few cups of coffee up in the majors. And Ben, we are so thrilled to have you on because uh, a lot going on, as you know, with the Yankees. So first and foremost, let's start with the change in hitting coach, right? Uh, Lawson is out. Sean Casey is in. When you heard the news, what was your first reaction? Well, first, thanks for having me on, as always. Um, let's see, when I, when I first heard the news, I was surprised because I felt like that was the move they had to make, and I didn't think they would ever make it until probably the off season. So I'd say surprise at first, and then the next thought I had was it would – you got to assume that there's a lot of conversations that happen in the clubhouse to make something like this happen. Cause you just don't see this out of the Yankees during Cashman's tenure ever. So. Yeah. He, he typically doesn't like to make changes mid season. So obviously this is out of character. So one would think um, something uh, was so significant uh, that was brought to his attention that something had to be done. Uh, I hear phenomenal things about Sean Casey. I hear that he's uh, pheno- he's got a phenomenal personality. He's the life of the room. He comes in. He's got 12 years of Major League Baseball experience. As we know, he spent some time on the MLB Network. And so, um, so he's bringing in a, a lot of experience and a lot of energy uh, as the new hitting coach. But, you know, when you just said that you felt that this is, this is a change that had to be made – and you and I have had conversation prior to you being on the show, and, and it's, it seems to me that there are a number of other guys, especially in the minors, that felt the same. Explain when Lawson came in in two, 2018, what changes were made that you feel negatively affected the organization, Ben? Yeah, so basically when I got drafted, it was one version of the Yankees. And then halfway through my career turned into the analytics, um, what kind of the product you're seeing on the field now. So it was a direct 180. When I started, it was, I mean, the Yankees had by far the best coaching staff in the minor leagues. It wasn't even close. There were, most of these organizations, they'll have 10, maybe 12 coaches in total with major league playing experience. When I started, the Yankees had, 30, 40, and all they taught was baseball, baseball, and then it slowly started changing, and once they swallowed that analytics pill, it went completely, pretty much, I wouldn't say 100% analytics, zero baseball, but as close to that as you can get, Um, and it was slow at first, and then eventually all those coaches that I started with, I mean, I don't think there was one left. I think I might know like two coaches left out of, you know, the 60 coaches that when I started, which is a crazy turnover. Yeah. A, a crazy turnover. What, what, and, and so, you know, why, why do you feel that the Yankees decided to, to go a different route? Um, was it because there were other teams in major league baseball that were following that formula that they felt, wow, these teams are having success, so that's what we have to do. Why do you feel the change was made in 2018? Yeah, I think uh, I think they got caught up in it is, is what happened. And the first success in analytics came on the pitching side, which 
they tried to put that on the hitting side. But I always tell people, and a lot of uh, players have this conversation, you you can teach a guy to throw the ball the same way every time because he can control that. Hitting is a very is reactionary. You don't know what's coming. You don't know the put, uh, the location of the pitch. Um, so the whole analytics of it, it doesn't go as far in all the biomechanics and all this stuff that you know they're teaching. It doesn't work the same as the pitching, and I think that was the expectation because the Yankees were putting out pitchers and uh, getting guys that weren't having great careers, and they would come here and they would. Uh, they would kind of change their repertoire and it would work really well. So they figured, oh, let me do this for the hitting. And it just doesn't work like that. So so pretty much you're saying is analytics uh, somewhat successful when it comes to, to Major League Baseball pitchers, but not so much when it comes to um, trying to, to help hitters and, and in regard to a, a lineup. Um, so, so, you know, really... When Lawson came in 2018, a lot of Major League Baseball coaches who had Major League Baseball experience then left. Um, I would believe that a lot of them followed Derek Jeter and went to Miami and some other locations. And and those that came in were analytics guys from NASA, is from from what I understand, right? Like who've I never mean, we're who's getting never guys from. Yes, you're getting guys from all over the place they're hiring they were hiring people off twitter that had that had blast motion and all these certifications guys with no experience which i mean it's not to say there's not a a part in the game for analytics i think some of them are good but there's also a part in the game for people that played and that have knowledge and stuff that you can't see that you can't just see on a on a iPad um, and they completely got rid of that. And I mean, I can totally get into like what the Yankees like farm system made minor and major league, what like the analytics they look at. And you'd be, you wouldn't be shocked as to what you see on the field because of this. Please Ben, like I'm sure there's a, a number of Yankee fans out there listening right now that are, are really intrigued by our conversation. So please elaborate. Yeah. So the main analytic the Yankees use is this thing called hit effect OPS. So what that does is it takes out the defense and it takes all your launch angles. It takes all your exit velos and it gives you a projected OPS on that ball in play which in theory sounds good because it takes away bad luck. So if you line out and the guy catches it, it's no longer an out in this sense. It's a line, it's a line drive, which is kind of like what you're, you're looking for. So if you get robbed, you get rewarded in theory. But what it doesn't take into account is strikeouts. So if you're a guy that puts the ball in play a lot, and say you put it in play softly instead of striking out and you get a hit, you actually get penalized. So you're better off to get a higher hit effect OPS. You're better off striking out than hitting a weak single with two strikes, which to me makes no sense. Um, 
and that's kind of the main stat that was always used in the majors and minors. Like my year in 2018, I got sent down from Double A. My traditional stats that fans look at, you know, batting average, doubles, stolen bases, whatever. You know, I was hitting over 300 with 200 at bats, but the reasoning when I got sent down was that my real OPS was way higher than my hit effect OPS, aka they thought I was getting, they said I was getting lucky, which to me I feel like we were just playing baseball, and if you have 200 at bats, but I mean conversation for another day, but that's the stat they use, and it's certainly flawed. Ben Ruda joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, uh, former Yankee with some insight in regard to uh, the the firing of Lawson and, and the new hitting coach, Sean Casey, and and what changes could be made. I, you know, I, I made this comment when we opened up the show. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be um, unrealistic to think that Sean Casey will have an immediate impact on this lineup. I, I think this is long-term in regard to uh, hopefully – finally developing a homegrown hitter uh, within the minor leagues. Uh, what do you, what's your take? I mean, are, are you, when, when do you think Yankee fans could really start seeing the effect of what Sean Casey can mean um, to this organization, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, it's going to be hard to make an impact this year. The only job he's got right now is to get in that clubhouse and, bring that energy you talked about before and get guys just feeling confident, just getting into the box, feeling a little dangerous again, not worrying about analytics, just playing baseball. It's I, I got to imagine this is going to help a guy like DJ LeMahieu. I, I picture him having a way better second half with uh, Casey and I can let, I could see parts of LeMahieu swing just it it just looked like a lot of swings that happened to a lot of guys in the minor leagues just based off the training and I know he was struggling so I bet he was doing the machine a lot which is kind of something they preach and I know Casey's not going to preach that so I'd be interesting to see uh, how LeMahieu does but his only job is to get these guys confident again and just uh, having having some fun because I mean, during the season, it's hard to make major adjustments. So, um, I, I can, I can, I can totally understand that. Um, real quick, before I let you go, uh, you know, so much talk about Otani, and um, and potentially if the Angels will trade him, if they do, where will he go? All those things. I, I had Buster Olney on with uh, Bart Scott and and I yesterday. And only saying that, you know, Otani isn't necessarily feeling like um, the pressure to come east to maybe help jazz up baseball as a whole and be the face of baseball because we know he's he he can't be that. If if Mike Trout couldn't be that on the West Coast, Otani certainly cannot be that on the West Coast. And that he wants to stay on the West Coast. Uh, anything that you're hearing um, in regard to the the Major League Baseball circles that uh, that you still have ties with in, in regard to Otani and, and what you can anticipate with him and the Angels as we get closer to the trade deadline? 
Yeah, I haven't heard anything uh, insider-wise, but I would imagine if I was the Angels, I, just the way kind of where their record is, I don't picture him signing back there. So I would, I would try to get as much as I could for him. I mean, the people say, oh, you don't want to be the GM that traded Otani, but you also don't want to be the GM that didn't trade Otani and then he left. So I don't know. I would probably trade him because it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. Last time we talked, they were, I think they're like seven or eight games over, and now they're under. So I, I mean, plus Trout's hurt. So I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know if he'll go East Coast, West Coast. They say he likes West Coast, but either way, if I'm the Angels, I'm definitely, I'm definitely dealing with him. Ben, thank you so much for spending some time with us and giving us some insight uh, in regard to this hitting coach change. And uh, it's, it's so insightful and it's so informative. And please know how much we appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. I also would uh, anticipate the Yankees making big changes this offseason throughout the minor league coaching staff because pretty much every coach there is a uh, is the same uh, theories as kind of were brought in with Lawson. So I, I figured if they're doing that, they're probably going to change that as well. So maybe all the NASA guys going back to NASA? Yeah, I wasn't too Focusing on, on, on space travel? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was telling you, I wasn't too happy when a guy from NASA told me I wasn't allowed to use the T anymore. <laughs> what? I can't even... So, what was your response to him when he when he said that to you? I I don't know if it's uh, safe to say on the radio. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a, fam- it's a family program. I, I Let's, be clear. Let's tread lightly. <laughs> I basically told him to go get the T. Um, uh, Again, Ben, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Ben Ruda joining us. uh, And and we want to thank, of course, he's working with Tiza. Tiza Energy Nutrient Pouches. You could get them uh, right now, right? They're they're being sold, Ben, um, all over, right? Oh, we dropped him already? Okay. Uh, He's they're They're at Safeway. By the way, so you could get them at uh, at all your Safeway stores. Uh, ben Ruda, uh, <laughs> guys, uh, you you heard it, uh, you heard it from the man himself. Okay, I mean, just can we marinate? We're talking about the New York Yankees hiring NASA analytics guys, telling the minor leaguers don't use a T anymore. Okay, uh, we'll be right back. Ninety-eight point seven ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety-eight point seven. ESPN. Let's get to your calls. Jose in Brooklyn, welcome in. Hey, good afternoon, Anita. Shout out to the company. I was definitely listening to Ben Roder and, you know, that, and, and it was an amazing interview. So thank you for that. Because I, I, don't, I, I don't like to be the person that, 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 that hates analytics. But there just comes a time where it's a clear issue where you become so beholden to analytics and the results haven't been working for the past six to seven years since that time we were, we, we, we made it to, you know, game seven of the ALCS and every product just keeps getting worse and worse from the year before. And to hear all of this stuff that, 
that Ben was giving us insight, like, you know, not being allowed to use the T and valuing the stri- and the analytics value the strikeout more than a weak single. I'm just, that's not how baseball is played. And I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how to stress it enough because it totally explains why we're totally stationary. We're totally dependent on the home run. And then when it comes to, you know, finally playing in these one game playoff, one game wild card playoffs, or when we face the big boys, we're we're totally getting outclassed and outmatched. Where you know the other team is kind of playing a, a almost a small ball type style, and we're still wait, waiting on that home run to bail us out. It was so it, it's frustrating, but I I I don't know when this is going to end. I hope what Ben said is right, where they're looking to kind of bringing more baseball people back because the. the this is not worked. I'm sorry. This, this, this lineup and how it's been constructed and how they play right now, I, I hope that they change this right now for, for even the future younger players' sakes because I, I, now I feel sorry for Raider where he, where he wasn't even given a chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jose, solid call. Listen, uh, history speaks for itself. Uh, when was the last time that we saw a, a real – good homegrown hitter come out of the minors for the Yankees. Certainly hasn't happened since Lawson was hired in 2018. Um, this move, again, and, and, and Ben said this is something pretty drastic must have happened because this isn't the way that Cashman operates. So there's that. 800-919-3776. We'll continue to take your calls. Also, kicking off hour number two, uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us. We'll find out. Let's get the latest. What's going on with Saquon Barkley uh, and the Giants in regard to their negotiations. We'll, we'll do that next right here on 98.7 ESPN.